Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? Welcome back to the Saturday Night Live After Show. We're going to be breaking down episode three with hosts David Harbour and musical guest Camila Cabello. We got a ton of killer cameos in this one, some solid sketches, and we are here for it. So stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Maybe tonight. I don't know. Who knows? All I do want to say is welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Show. And the category is... Pose! You thought I was gone! <laughs> little, little Billy Porter fun for you there. Uh, that's what happens when you bring Billy Porter on SNL. We can't help ourselves. We get extra and do things that are no one asked for. This is true. Get ready for a really extra episode. And you can blame it or say thank you to Billy Porter for that one. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. As you can see, we are very excited for this show. Um, Probably too excited. So, sorry about that, everyone. Uh, (laughs) Ryan Nelson's already in the chat just said, oh my god. Jumping in, jumping in. We're we're ready to go. My name's Amy Maestri. That is my intro for myself that I don't always do. So here is my voice and my face that you can see both of, and that is me. And then look at this one over here. There's another human. Our resident comedy sketch writer and performer, Amy Maestri. Okay, back to me. I'm Steph Sabraud, not a comedian, not funny, but really into SNL and comedians. I beg to differ on the funny parts. I leave the studio with my mouth <laughs> and my abs hurting every time from a, from a nice, good little laughter ab workout. So I have a full-on white hair on me. Well, that's a sign of good luck, I believe. Okay. I don't know what that means. This Anyways. Means I blame Harbor. <laughs> it's all it's all his fault. Something in the upside down, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, um I was I know we were both very excited for this episode, both Stranger Things fans. What were your expectations coming into this one? Did did he deliver on them? I was really excited because he always did have a kind of comedic timing on Stranger Things, even though his character is serious. He's he was funny at times, and I love, love, love him, and I was excited to see him on SNL, the best the best show ever. <laughs> and he did deliver. This was a great episode. Yes, and you're right. Yeah, like his moments on Stranger Things where, like, especially this past season where he just spent half of it, like, getting super pissed about everything. It was so funny. Yeah. He, he brings it. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was super stoked, and I agree. It was a great episode. Uh, so let's just jump right in. We're going to break down each each sketch tonight, go through all of it, talk about the monologue, the musical guest. Um, we do our special segment, which is called The Anatomy of a Sketch, where I break down one of the sketches from the night and just kind of talk about the structure and kind of what what was working in it or what wasn't from a sketch writer standpoint. And then Steph is going to hit up hit us up with some news and gossip. Oh, yeah. Real juicy. Real juicy. <laughs> just serving the tea here all day. <laughs> the uh, STDs. <laughs> Get it? Get it? it? 
All right, I'm done. <laughs> it's not the last STD that's joke you're going to hear tonight. That's a tease to who's featured in our news and gossip. You'll see. I think you guys know. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this cold open. So we did the um, Equality Town Hall, which, first of all, did you see that on CNN last week when they did? Did you see any of it? Yes. Um, love that they're putting a spotlight on that and love that they got to focus on it here. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So many standout moments. First, let's talk about the cameos. Obviously, okay. our queen, Billy Porter. But how are you going to bring Billy Porter and Lin-Manuel Miranda on the same cold open sketch and think that I'm going to survive it? It was a lot to handle. <laughs> I, I, Those are two people. I don't really fangirl over people that those two, I do. I, I'm obsessed with them and I, I just want them at SNL all the time. I mean, we were just barely, like, composing after Billy Porter being there, and then Lynn walks out, and you're just like, what? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so much. I had, to, I had to pause and rewind a couple times, because I was like, I'm not paying attention, because I'm too busy just being a giddy little child in excitement. Um, so we had those two, and then we had Woody Harrelson come back to do Biden, which is funny, because in the season opener, we were like, I wonder who they're going to have do Biden. I know. Okay, I love Woody, but... I love Jason Sudeikis as as Biden, and that's just my tea. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's the tea for sure, uh, and I agree with it. I am drinking the same tea. Thanks. Right now. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page. But I'm it, curious what other people think because sometimes they like the new like new players in the game. So if you guys like Woody, let me know. Yeah, he's got the smile game on point. The like weird smile that Joe Biden does after everything he says. Yeah. Like there's certain things that I'm like, yeah, it's it's fine, but. Yeah, I really do miss Jason Sudeikis. And also, it's really funny because, obviously, SNL has always struggled with diversity, which has been such a big problem. But also, like, our government struggles with diversity (laughs) and being a show that talks about, you know, different things in politics and pop culture and everything. You do need a fair amount of white guys to cover (laughs) all of the politicians, which right now, obviously, they don't have because they have guests coming in to play a lot of the white guys. They have Aidy and Kate regularly playing old white men politicians. (laughs) But it'd be interesting to see who from the cast might have a Biden impression. I'd like to see that, you know. And on the flip side, though... SNL is getting pressure to hire more cast members that are diverse, probably because, like, what are the odds that there's not funny people in every single culture across every single country? So that's the most obvious reason. But also our government is slowly moving in a more diverse way. So they have to have people that can represent it or they're going to have to keep pulling like this. So this is why having a cast or any workplace full of every single representation matters because you're going to need it all even when it's just good old SNL. Exactly. And you heard it here first, guys. People that aren't white can also be funny. Can you believe it? It's groundbreaking, but that's what we do here. So (laughs) that just made me think how crazy it is when people say like female comedian. Like that's like me saying like, oh, that Mexican comedian. What? What is that? It sounds so harsh when you say it like that. Oh, you know, that Mexican comedian. No, just a comedian. (laughs) Yeah. He's just a comedian. Just a a funny person. Speaking of funny people, uh, Kate. Kate, 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 as our girl Elizabeth Warren. Oh my goodness. Uh, war ending. War ending. I need Billy Porter to follow Elizabeth Warren on her campaign trail and narrate everything she does, announce her, just be her 
like hype person in the background. Yes. I need it. I need well selfishly I need him for me too. Fair. So if we can work out fair. He can bounce back and forth between between you yeah. and Elizabeth, I think. That's mm-hmm. fair. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um Billy, let us know. Uh so we had uh we had of course Kate doing doing Warren. Um I love Chris coming in as Booker with his big crazy eyes. Um a lot of good impressions. Then of course uh Julian Castro was uh uh was when Lynn Manuel Miranda came in yeah. and schooled us all. One or two standout lines from uh when Elizabeth said, "Y'all know I'm not a lesbian, but all the ing- ingredients are there." <laughs> I mean, I hate to typecast, but yes. (laughs) But sometimes I feel like that, too. I'm like, all the ingredients are there. I just don't date women. (laughs) (laughs) And and Lin-Manuel, when he almost broke out in the Hamilton song, I am a Hamilton ride or die. Our producer, Bree, knows this. And when he goes, I want to go rock climbing with Karamo. Those were my fave moments. Oh, man. Really good ones. And then, of course, uh, Colin coming out as Judge too, which has been great. Just to see Colin out there doing something and him just mocking himself later on in the episode as well. Um, but, yeah, I got to say, the the Warren bit was was my favorite. And also, I mean, right now, actually, the, uh, there's a Democratic debate going on. And I'm sure Warren is leaning over her podium. And she's probably had those apple slices. <sighs> and it's, it's probably hitting her like some cocaine right now as well. So. I wish that happened to me. Just from some apple slices, yeah, right? Yeah, I just want to be, like, off the walls on apple slices. I agree, and I love that we're both admitting, like, yes, I wish I had the energy of a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> Why is she okay. better than all of us? <laughs> she, she is. That's she the really kind is. of president I'm looking for. Someone who um, can translate apples to cocaine in their body. I mean, yeah, science. Translate's not the right word, but go with me. You know what? It's science. It's all fine. Whatever. Let's move on to the monologue. I love you, Steph. Let's do this. Monologue. David Harbour. Stranger Things. Knew it was going to come up. Um, But I love when they do studio tours. Me too. It's just fun getting to see everything. I love that they still kept the llama in the background, even in the upside down. The llama is there. Um, What were? Did you have any standout moments, or what? What were you expecting from the monologue with him? I like seeing Lorne. Hey, Lorne. Hire yeah. Amy. Uh, and I, I liked it. I thought it was a solid, solid monologue. I thought he had really great confidence and he was just, he's funny. I like the bit on him gaining weight out of his own, just his own rights. <laughs> not no, no not asked. asked. Him. No yeah. one asked him. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he did. I thought he did good. I like that it started so strong with actually with right now with um eighty and him mistaking him for Barb or her for Barb. Um, She's like, I've been with you for a week. Lots of fun stuff like that packed in there. I was almost waiting to see another cameo of maybe like a really old cast member who doesn't show up that often. And we find out like that they've just been stuck there in like the SNL upside That'd down. That'd be funny. Or was, if it was like Luke. Yeah, just, just Luke just pops up. Who, by the way, I saw Luke Null uh, perform at a show at the Lyric Hyperion, this little uh, place out in here in LA, and he was amazing. He has a new comedy album coming out um, that's all him playing guitar, and he's freaking hilarious doing that. So it was, it was fun getting to see him. I'm so glad you texted me that. I needed you to tell people that because I feel like that kind of damaged his street cred a bit not it wasn't his fault he just didn't get an opportunity and when you don't get an opportunity you just think 
the worst. Yeah. But I'm really happy to hear that he killed it. I want to see him live. That would be awesome. We should go see him and then we'll report back because it was it was a lot of fun. Maybe he we should great. just bring him in studio. Let's do it. All right. All right. Luke, we're coming for okay. you. Um, and then lastly on the monologue, I will just say that we have found out that the Upside Down is in fact hell because <laughs> Keenan is the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, if all of the theories are true, it is actually hell. And the worst things that could ever become reality are real down there. And now I'm going to have nightmares. Oh my god. Of all the Keenan shade you've thrown, that is the worst. You have to send that to Kelly. She's just going (laughs) to love you. I will. I will. Um, For all you Keenan fans out there, you're welcome. He's the worst. Um, we are going to skip over the first sketch, though, actually, because this is the one that I'm going to be featuring for um, the anatomy of a sketch. Which one? Towards the end of the episode, the Little Miss uh, Teacher's Friend. Oh, cool. Great. Yes. You're not going to take away the one that I want. Oh, no. I would never dream of it. I would never dream <laughs> of it, Just kidding. Seth. You say it better than I do anyways. I would love to hear your opinion on that one. Don't you dare. Thanks. Don't you dare. But we're going to hit that up later, so stay tuned. Teaser. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's let's go let's go for the Joker. Slash let's go Oscar for it. the Grouch. <laughs> this is the best sketch in I I don't know Bodega the Bodega um, gas station one was hilarious, yeah. but this one really wowed me. I was like, this is what I'm talking about SNL. You take something and you up the stakes. You make it weird. You make it random. And you feature Muppets. Like it can't get any better than that. And the whole play on in the similarities between uh, Grouch and Joker you can't deny them and the whole plan he's like well when they treat you like trash and you smell like trash and you look like trash you might as well be trash honestly that's like all my exes should just start <laughs> See, how dare you say that you don't say things well that was gold that was top to bottom gold <laughs> Oh, the evolution of it, too. Like you said, those similarities between Oscar the Grouch and the Joker and then getting more and more Joker-esque throughout the entire thing. And David Harbour crushed it. Crushed it. And the whole cast did. That's when it's the best, when every character crushes it. And they did. And they casted them perfect. The fact that Melissa was Elmo. Thank you. (laughs) You only arrest Elmo because Elmo Mexican. Beautiful, beautiful. So well done. Um, I loved that they had it be written by, like, someone who, uh, like, wrote the, like, whatever the letter P is. Like, it was something that was a joke on the writer. But then also they kept the director as Todd Phillips, who they should drag. (laughs) Because he's a douchebag who thinks that comedy can't be woke. Comedy's too woke. (laughs) Sorry. It's it's just an excuse that you're not funny. I'm very, very sorry. Um, him and Shane Gillis are going to star in a movie next, I'm sure. They're <laughs> dumbasses. Get out of here. <laughs> we told you we were going to be extra tonight. <laughs> it's Billy, not us. Yeah, just blame him. It's the pose attitude. You know, it's going to keep going through the whole episode. But yeah, this was this was definitely a, a highlight of the night and so far of the season, too. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Soul Cycle sketch. <laughs> really 100% on point. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> which which instructor would you have chosen? Who won? Ooh. <laughs> 
I would say Bowen. Yeah. I think because Bo- that too would rev me up. I love the little toot he was throwing in there. I mean, who who doesn't want to go into Soul Cycle to shed some calories and learn about Lincoln in the process? I, the, that is me in a sentence. Right? <laughs> Get a little history. Um, everyone, I loved how different, how they took all the like great like stereotypes of um of these instructors and just really embodied all of them heidi the way she was moving around the whole time and just kind of like dancing as she was doing it i loved it um let's move right along to musical performance are you a i I realize i mispronounced her name last week as i feel like most people have until they hear it i told Um, amy let's talk about that let's just it's the elephant in the room i know there's a lot of you at home that have thought her name was camila cabello and according to SNL, it is Cabello now. Camila Cabello. So I really was, before we went on there, I was like, Cabello. 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 Remember sure, it. Making sure. Are you a fan? I'm going to say, I'm going to say no. Here's the thing. <laughs> the band she was in before, um, the one with Normani, because Normani has stolen America's heart, including mine. There, there was problems between all of them, and she has some accusations that are not the nicest against her. So I, I think she's really, really talented, and I think she would performed amazing tonight. But I, I the jury's still out okay. on whether I'm a fan. Fair enough. I have to do my research. Yeah, that's thing. I don't know enough about her as like a human being. I know that some of her songs for me are catchy. Other ones are like a little too much. Like I didn't even like Senorita. Yeah. I was, I was just like, okay, next. Same. Next. I love the outfits. Yeah, oh my gosh. The the um the just production value of, of both of her sets were, yeah. were were great. So I enjoyed watching. Not the biggest fan, but I still I still enjoyed watching her. She's really popular, so <laughs> she has that going for her. <laughs> well, we're just gonna go by that from now on for the musical guest. She like, doesn't well, need our vote. <laughs> she seems popular. She'll be fine, I guess. She's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it, most pop stars do look to Amy Maestri and Steph Sabra to know if they are actually popular or not. Yeah, so. I know she would be deeply hurt if she knew that we weren't on on the bandwagon but. this is true this is true well let's just move on to weekend update then. please just to save her the heartache thanks <laughs> let's start with the jokes before we jump into the characters um any any favorite jokes any standouts yes i love the bit on the ncaa law that has been passed in california to start pl- uh, paying athletes because i actually was a former d1 athlete and Woo-woo. let me just tell you guys the ncaa is a total scam job the athletes should have been paid, especially at the top schools and the sports that are grossing the most money, like basketball and football. They can't, the fact that they totally reap the benefits, millions and billions of dollars on these athletes, and they can't even use their name and likeness is gross. So I'm so happy that they're getting paid. But to tie that in with, this is great news for top California athletes like Aunt Becky's daughter. <laughs> Just school savage so good aunt becky i mean the more that we can drag aunt becky at this point the better i have no mercy (laughs) no mercy on her whatsoever (laughs) um as always political jokes were coming with fire i think joe's entire bit about um the freaking ukrainian mob duo over there that whole opening was great um and i love that he called uh trump's rallies emotional support rallies wait i I'm always amazed by the footage they pull from the rallies. 
it I'm like, this has to be deep fake. No, no, it's real. He cool. Is oh no. Straight up snorting bath salts up his butthole. You cannot convince me otherwise. No one goes on stage and acts like that. And for that matter, the whole crowd <laughs> has to be as well, because what are you watching? See, and that's why Elizabeth Warren just has her apple slices. You don't need the the bath salts up the butt crack. It's not needed. It's not needed. <laughs> you know you start imitating people that no one knows about in the crowd. <laughs> that's oh god, that was pain. That was actually like uncomfortable to watch. That, I had to look that's away. That's what I'm saying. It feels like I'm watching something that I like. Their camera was on on their computer and it got leaked. Like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, that's the only reasonable explanation, I believe. Um, I gotta say, one of my standout jokes for the political side was, I believe it was Jost, um, that Trump was saying that uh, we don't need to defend Kurdish allies because they didn't help us in World War One. But hard to know for World War One what he means by us. <laughs> and it took the audience a second, and then they were like, "Oh, Nazis." Wait, that Got was, it. That was Che, right? Yeah. Or no, wait, what? I think it was Joe. I forget, but I that was one of the ones too where I love when the crowd takes a second. Yeah, and then they go, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Got it. Yikes, yikes. Um what did you have any um favorites outside of that? I loved the Florida man and the alligator trying to get it drunk and I'm crocodile always here Cosby. for a Florida man joke. I mean Florida and dragging Cosby in the same joke. Gold. <laughs> Those are my top hits. Nice, nice. Um, <laughs> top, the top hits. Top hits. You heard it first. Uh, let's talk about these characters. <laughs> uh, we had Bailey Gizmert making a return. Our girl Heidi. All my guy friends pushed me into the pool. I guess because I'm light or something. That's what every girl who wants it, who's just like a pick me girl in high school. I had like flashbacks to pool parties of girls <laughs> literally just like like almost just pushing themselves into the pool when they were next to a guy <laughs> takes I you back takes you high back. schoolers high schoolers are the reason i don't want to have kids yeah that's fair thanks also you know kids Ugh. yeah like what <laughs> diapers <laughs> oh, gross anyways bailey oh god i love the specifics that she gives this character i love her little <laughs> movements that she's always just so nervous and like trying to flirt with che and it comes off really awkward <laughs> Um, and again, the Joker stuff nonstop. I love that she calls him Arthur and is really into him, but doesn't want anyone to know. <laughs> the grossest, <laughs> grossest thing. Yeah, I think she writes for this character so well. I, I really like this reoccurring character. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. And honestly, I don't think Heidi has had a miss for me for update characters. Yeah. I think everything that she's done is is like one of my favorites for for update characters, and I love that they drag Todd Phillips again in this because she always has that last thing of like saying something that's controversial when she's you know doing her sign off, and then this one it's the comedy is too woke. <laughs> she's like, I agree with Todd Phillips. <laughs> of course she does. Of course she does. Uh, but let's let's talk about our boy Pete back Pete's in back. action. <laughs> He's back. He's back. What did you, what did you think about him on here? I thought he was funny. I his self-deprecation is always a kicker to me and it's usually pretty accurate. Like once he says it, I'm like low key dude, you low key do look like you have multiple STDs. <laughs> uh but yeah, it wasn't his best for me. I think he's really working on a lot of different projects, so I, I think 
weekend update is all we can expect from him for a few weeks. Yeah, which, and I mean, I think it could it showed even in this, just because it's, I always like that Pete takes, like, a really strong narrative point on things, and that's why I've always liked his update segments, because like you said, like, when he does the self-deprecation, but, like, he'll also have something to say, and I feel like this was just him having a conversation with Jost. Like, this was, like, we accidentally, like, slipped a camera in the dressing room, and they're they're just, like, chatting and joking back and forth. Um, it still made me laugh at times, but, yeah, def- definitely not his strongest. Yeah, uh, I did, like, <laughs> I thought it was funny when he was, like, did you see the Joker? You shouldn't treat oh. me like that. Yeah. <laughs> People actually saw a bunch of articles trending after this and they were really upset about how he was talking about scds so that was kind of curious he always pisses off people in his weekend update yeah which i think is funny but he could go up there and be like donate to charities and uh, adopt a puppy and someone would be like he's terrible yeah so <laughs> what what are you gonna do um so let's talk about we got a few more sketches to go let's talk about folk of the past this uh, this Peter, Paul, and Mary type duo that was on the Bob Rogers show. Um, before we get into the actual uh, meat of the sketch, I gotta say I loved... Uh, here's the time for my comedy mon- monologue. My wife is ugly and loves to shop too much. <laughs> like, God, that's so on point. <laughs> like, 50s comedy monologue from a, from yes, a white man. Yes, yes. Good Agreed. stuff. Agreed. What, what were your thoughts on this one, on this trio? I thought it was a strong sketch. Usually, after we can update, things start to go a little bit downhill, but I thought it was a good sketch. Nothing fantastic about it for me that was probably my favorite part but yeah <laughs> started off real strong and then yeah it was it was again it was a, a sketch of escalation and weird specifics mm-hmm. i like that it did just get kind of stranger and stranger and i loved a couple that i wrote down was eating pizza in the dark like there's a gun to my head yeah. <laughs> the specifics were good yeah that was 100 percent an 80 line um but yeah just being able to go like stranger and stranger into it stranger things get it huh never mind <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, and then also, I love 10 years with a dog that turned out to be a rat. <laughs> Just finding those weird things to put in there. Um, and I think it moved along nicely, and I loved the three of them together. Like, obviously, we always talk about Kate and 80s chemistry, but I thought David Harbour did a great job of just blending in with the Yeah, I agree. Good point. All right. Your boyfriend. Your boyfriend, Kyle, and his dad, David Harbour. Okay, are we on the same page this week? Yes. It, it nailed it. Yes. I thought it was so fun. I thought they both performed it so well. I thought the lines were written well. I just thought it was a funny concept. There's so many podcasts out there, that, and they parody it so well, the idea of it so well, and then add to it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it like blended in so many good stereotypes. Yeah. About podcasts while the stereotypes of like father son relationships um like the cadence of a podcast and how that works and just being able to shift gears if it gets too emotional to go to a commercial and then they just are saying the commercial across from each other just like the mood has changed now it's okay again (laughs) safe zone (laughs) Uh, and of course anytime you get to see your boyfriend i know that's like all he gets to do is the one really weird sketch of the night it's okay. That's, yeah. It's okay. That's still a great gig. That is true. Just show up and be really weird for a digital yeah. short. And actually, he was in our next sketch as well at Nona's house, which was also weird. So, so Grandma's sauce. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Grandma's sauce. 
Yes. This was a very throwback type episode for me. It reminded me of Chris Farley mm-hmm. and Adam Sandler. And I, I thought it was so weird, but pretty good. I wish that it had like gone off the rails quicker. Me too. I wanted it to get there because I was like, okay, it's funny, but it's also low-hanging fruit. It's a guy playing a girl, a girl playing a guy, making sex jokes and talking about sauce. <laughs> and they're old, so it's funny that they're talking about sex. And it's like, that's all very low-hanging fruit. That's like, okay, yeah, it's funny, but it's very played out. Yeah. So I really wanted it to get crazy much faster. Like, the stuff that happened at the end, I wanted, like, a minute into this sketch. I wanted this to be one of those sketches that just derails, and that's part of the humor. Whether something goes wrong and there ends up being sauce everywhere or someone's... Like, it's one of those sketches that just kind of, like, the crazier it can get within the writing of the sketch, but also if mistakes happen, too, it just enhances it. And even when Kate got David Harbour to break that yeah. moment, too, like, I just wanted it to get weird. Yeah. Like, I mean pretty weird they're trying to you know bone in front of their grandkids i know what you mean though yeah i i would have liked it to get there a little bit faster but i loved all the reactions cecily kyle and uh, melissa were all great in their reactions and i just kind of like watching david harbour and, and kate mckinnon be an old um swapped gender married couple <laughs> That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> uh, and then let's talk about the last sketch of the night before we move on to the special segment dog court Cecily was having the time of her life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she was. Uh, any any standout moments or overall thoughts on this one? Um, I love Cecily. I like I said, she's the captain of this SNL squad right now. But it was just fine for me. I was just like went through it. Yeah, I, I think it was definitely an end of night sketch. It was it had its moments. I did like that it was very much like um, the way that they set it up and the staging of it all. Um, I, I think and, and again, it could have gotten a lot crazier. I love that the last thing was he just doesn't have a dog and he went to the park to watch them and they then the dog sentenced him to death. Like, it needs to be like that level of like craziness to take you out of reality that I wish they'd gotten to sooner. But I was also very content just staring at all these cute little puppies. So... That was fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, true. Good point. <laughs> uh, and we all know that Cecily's a huge animal fan, and she loves her dog very much. So I I think that she was just like, wait, can we just do a sketch where I'm, like, sitting there and playing with dogs? Yeah? Cool. In. In. <laughs> say less. Um, all right. What do you say we do our special segment? Yes. Check that, Brie. Brie in the booth. With a little, unless, was that you with the drums? That was me. I have my drum set on my little knee. Sorry, don't. Wow. Steph is good. Steph is good. (laughs) All right, let's talk about Little Miss Teacher's Friend. Wanted to use this one because, first of all, I was very excited that it was just a sketch to start off. It wasn't a game show. It wasn't like, it was just a good, solid sketch. Nice change of pace. Um, Basically, the premise of what if uh, the teacher's pet had an award ceremony to see who was the biggest teacher's pet, or in this case, teacher's, Little Miss Teacher's friend. Um, So really, it was, it was parody. It was, you know, a little bit of premise and then really heavy on characters, too, because the characters and the specifics are what made this sketch. Um, getting to see each one come out and having those really specific things that you can know the type of person. There's an improv game um, saying, like, I'm the kind of gal who. 
And you just say something weird, and from that, a scene develops for the type of character that that person would be. And these specifics are exactly <laughs> leading up to that character. Like, all of those things, you would hear one of those facts and go, oh, she was for sure the teacher's best friend. You would know that. So I loved all the specifics in it. Um, all the beats were nice and clear, with escalation going throughout it. I really liked that they chose to have 80 be the past winner that was there to kind of co-host with the principal because sometimes they rely too much when they do these types of sketches where they have the principal or the teacher being the only host. And it's just like, it's a teacher who might be kind of weird being a host. But I liked that in this, he was still kind of had that weird, quirky personality of the principal just being like, I guess I have to do this. But 80 added so much to it. And also a lot of creepiness, which I liked as well. Um, and then having that runner of ego throughout it as the teacher who's more and more uncomfortable by the fact <laughs> that all these students are like, we're best friends. She's my best friend. Here's a picture from her wedding. And the fact that it just kept getting a little bit more and more where she's like, nope, this is, we're crossing the line here. That I'm not your friend. We need to be clear about this. I thought was really nice to kind of break it up. And then a couple of the specifics that I thought were great uh, were that one, she uh, dreams of being a pallbearer. Uh, she gets to skip gym because she has scoliosis, asthma, and her religion. <laughs> And uh, one day she put me in charge of the classroom, and that day I touched the stars. Just really, really stellar writing on those. Um, and then the nice little addition of Bowen cheering for the principal for no reason at the top and bottom of the sketch is just like a nice little extra you know, beat in there for it. So this was, I, I thought, a great just normal, fun, silly sketch that really executed well, and I loved everyone in it. Chloe continues to crush, which is great. Her and Bowen are really having a strong start to their their SNL careers. So, dude, <laughs> yes, Amy, you just <laughs> broke that shit down. Thank you. Thank wow. You. Thank you. Yeah, I. You said it all and more, and things <laughs> I would never think of. So, thank you. And eighties plays the best, like woman child ever. She does. I love her so much. She can do anything. Anything. She is, in fact, our queen. She can do anything for us. Time for news. Jams. <laughs> All right. So we were playing some fun at Pete Davidson last week. Don't ask me why I'm acting like Roger from American Dad right now. But... He, we were joking that he was too busy with his new girlfriend, that he wasn't making the show. He's actually, in fact, uh, on set because he is going to be playing Blackguard in the upcoming Suicide Squad film. And he's looking pretty cool, I must say. So go, Pete. I'm excited to see it. Maybe it'll be better than the first one. We'll see. <laughs> and also, side note, I forgot to tell you guys how much we love you here at AfterBuzz TV, and especially on this SNL After Show. You guys make us the ESPN of TV talk, and we can't thank you enough for us to continue to grow. We would love if you hit that like button, left us a comment, and if you're listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, leave us a, re a review. We love to keep the conversation going, so much love, y'all. Yes, we do. We love it so much. We will talk about this show all day, all night. We'll talk about Pose. We'll talk about Billy Porter. Just bring it all in. Manuel, why bring not? it all. Bring it all. Um, really quickly, do you have a V MVP this week? MVP, MVP, mm -hmm. MVP. Eighty Bryant. Boom. You know, I I was it was a tie between her and someone else. So I will have you let you take eighty. Thank you. I'm, I'm going Bowen. 
Oh. Go and Yang. I'm obsessed with him. I know. I have a feeling he's going to be a top favorite this this whole year. Um, so they have a week off. We're going to be back. Uh, well, SNL will be back on October 26th. So, so we will be back that following Tuesday. Chance the Rapper, host and musical guest. Heck yes. I, I, I can't wait to see it. I am very excited for that. I love his music. I love watching him perform. And I love seeing him do sketches. Mm-hmm. He's the man. I'm very excited for that. In the meantime, until that next episode... Miss Stephanie, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at StephSabra. What's up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Maestri. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.